Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed and on this podcast and episode I want to talk to you about how we are all in sales whether we like it or not but before I get started can you do me a massive favor can you just please press the like and subscribe button get that notification so every time we come out with some new content which is weekly um, then you will be notified and you can enjoy it also we'd love your feedback as well so any comments um, please let us know if you're watching this on YouTube. Just put something in the comments below. Um, if it's a new topic, if it's something that you want me to talk about, then we can always take that under consideration. So we're all in sales. You've probably heard that phrase before, but I think it's really, really true. And especially if you are in the real estate industry right now, where things are a little bit tougher for quite a lot of agents, things aren't coming on quite as quick as what they used to. And we are up against those drop your pants type sales agents where the fees are so, so low, it does make the rest of us wonder how the hell can they be making any money? And of course, they're not. They're trying to buy business. So we're all in sales, but most of us are not great at sales. And I'll be honest, I don't think this industry is a great example of a good sales industry, which is quite surprising considering most estate agents, believe it or not, sell houses. So how do we get better at sales? Well, I've got seven tips that I want to talk to you and share with you how I got better at sales, and I do believe they will make a big, big difference for you as well. So number one, tip number one is you've got to understand that we are in the sales game. A very obvious one, but a lot of people I speak to because I do coaching, I coach a lot of clients and help mentor them, is that, oh, we're a letting agent, we're not in sales. I also coach and mentor people outside of this industry, and they say the same thing, oh, I'm not in sales. Well, the fact of the matter is, we are all in sales. I'm in sales. I'm selling my services. I'm selling my product. Um, no matter what business or industry I'm in, and you are doing exactly the same thing. And that is from the person who answers the phone to the person who goes out to do the valuation to the person who just sits in the, in the office taking offers. We are all in sales. Now, people at lettings and people in, in the estate agency think that there's a bit of a hierarchy. There isn't. There really isn't. So every time we are on display in some way, shape, or form, be it our communication, be it on the internet, on Facebook, Google, that's sales. And once you understand and appreciate that every interaction we have with the general public or somebody that is that may want to buy or use our product or service, then we have to sell ourselves. So once we understand that, it's a bit of a game changer, a bit of an eye-opener. It stops people from hiding and thinking, I'm not on sale, so therefore I don't have to pick up the phone or put my best foot forward. The honest answer is you do. Um, the second thing or the way that I learned to become much, much, much better at sales is doing a lot of role play. So be that with um, people I work with or a peer group or joining Facebook groups or a course or whatever, is that role play is head and shoulders the best way to get better at sales. So in a slightly different vein, when we first decided to write the procedures, probably about 10 years ago now in our business, um, I had an employee, she was my first ever manager. And what we decided to do was role play situations in the business. 
So for instance, we were just a pure letting agency back then. We just used to manage property. We had we did no sales. So I was a landlord phoning up and Bev, this lady, was sort of us, was the business. And I would become a little bit arsy and, and say and ask difficult questions and give difficult scenarios. And how Bev reacted or didn't react determined how we wrote the procedures. And then we just came up with a with a um, a list of how we should write the procedures depending on certain actions or, or, or questions or scenarios that the landlord would have. And then we'd swap and then we'd role play. And we got to the point where virtually, you can't account for everything, but virtually every situation that a landlord or a customer would phone up and speak about or complain or whatever, we mostly had a had a sort of a, an answer for that. And that's the, the real essence of role play. It is to make you more confident. It's to make you understand your product and service and to make sure that whatever situation comes up, you have got an answer. Now, I spoke about this many, many times on previous podcasts. I'm not going to do it today, but practice or uh, repeatable, provable practice does make perfect. And it's a it's a skill and it's a process called myelinization. If anybody wants to learn more about it, um, read a really good book called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyne. Um, and that just talks about how you do purposeful practice on the same thing day in, day out, become really, really good at it. Your brain actually remembers it and allows you to get to the places that um, that you want to be a hell of a lot quicker and a little bit more intense. So when you have people who are in um, really good in certain situations and you're thinking, how the hell are they so good at that? It's because they've been in that situation so many times previously and it's just like second nature to them. Um, the third tip I want to talk to you guys about is do public speaking. Now, I can immediately hear through the medium of this podcast and YouTube, most of you, if not all of you, are recoiling in the potential horror of having to stand on stage and do some sort of public speaking. But trust me, it is well, well worth um, the trouble and the conflict and the internal conflict to do that. So I started public speaking probably around about a decade ago when we decided to grow the business and the business has grown dramatically since then because of my personal brand, because of going around the UK, doing all these talks back in the day. Um, and it also allowed me to grow as an individual. But what it did is put me in some tough situations. Thankfully, I've never really, really been heckled apart from on my wedding day. But that's another story that was by a friend of mine. Um, but in the main, you do have quite a, a good audience. Now, I've had some difficult questions. I've had people disagree with me, and that's absolutely fine, and I'm okay with that. But what it did is give me the confidence to want to speak more. And, you know, the first time I ever did public speak, it was in front of 10, 15 people. It was a little five-minute talk. I then grew into probably a 10-minute talk and a regular slot at a, a networking event I used to attend. And then before long, I was actually the main speaker at quite a few networking events. Um, and that culminated into speaking on stage or, or having a, a panel debate at an ARLA conference where I think there's about 1,300, 1,400 other agents there, corporates, um, small, medium-sized agents as well. So what that had, what that did is just give me the confidence to public speak a hell of a lot more, to think, well, what's the worst that can happen? And again, that allows me to be a better communicator. And if I'm a better communicator, then I'm going to be better at sales. So although it is a hugely scary thing, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's easy, anyone can do it. It isn't for everyone, but then you've got to weigh it up. What is more important? Growing my business and providing for my family, and that ultimately is, is one real good, hard, definitive way of thinking about it, or I'm just going to be in my comfort zone and I'm going to meander along 
and wonder why I'm not getting the business that I should be getting while my competitors are. And that is exactly the way I looked at it. I've got business to gain and to win, to feed my family, or I'm just going to be happy here, but I don't get to moan and twist. I don't, if I'm not prepared to put in the hard graft and, and become uncomfortable in certain situations, I do not get to moan and twist when I don't get the business in. That's not, that's it. It's, it, it's either or. It's not a, a blend of either, each. It's, it's not a mixture of both. It's get off your ass and go do the hard graft and make me feel uncomfortable, but I will become comfortable eventually or I don't get the twist about it. Um, now, some people won't put the hard graft in and will continue to twist. That's up to them. It's a complete different mindset shift of, of where we need to be. Um, but for me, it was an either or. And it was quite a simple decision. I wanted to grow the business. I wanted to provide for my family a better life. So therefore, that's why I put myself in those, those situations that allow me to grow as a business person. Now, today, if somebody asks me to speak, which, which happens quite often, and I've got the time and I've got the inclination, and I'll be honest, there's got to be something in it for me. And I'm not just talking about money, it's promotion or brand development or brand recognition. And then I'll do so. I did. Um, I haven't done one for many, many years because of COVID, but also I don't need to. But I helped out a friend of mine at the uh, at a networking event in Darlington. Um, and I did one session. It went down that well. They asked me to come back the next month, and I did another session. And you know, it was just like shell and peas. It was just falling back on uh, into the old way of doing things. And because of that, again, we've had business because of it. So I can't tell you enough, guys. If you're not good at public speaking, become better. Now, you're not going to do a TED Talk. You're not going to be presenting to like 30,000 people at the stadium or anything like that. But just becoming slightly better so you're more confident speaking in front of 20, 30, 40 people can make a big difference to your sales. I also think you should know your product and service like the back of your hand. Now, what that does is it also allows you to answer any potential um, questions, any banana peel questions, but it gives you confidence in public speaking and sales, as, as most things are in life, is very much a confidence trick. And I mean, it has to be a trick because it's not a hard, fast rule that in order to be good at speaking or in order to be good at sales, you have to um, be incredibly confident. I know some very good salespeople who, on the face of it, are very confident, but deep down they have this imposter syndrome, this self-doubt, but it does make you um, a lot better at sales. It does allow you to have that, that confidence. Well, listen, I know my products. So if somebody asks me about the technical specification or they ask me about how I came up with that price or they ask me about comparables of the area or the state of the market, then I can answer those questions really, really quick. Come across as confident, come across as knowing what I'm talking about. And that in turn will give the customer the confidence to use me as their chosen agent or, co or, or company or whatever. The fifth thing we have to do is you've got to learn, learn, learn. Now, one of the things I do is I don't necessarily look in this industry um, for sales training. I'll be completely open and honest, and it might pay people off. I don't think there's an awful lot of good agents or coaches. In fact, I can't think of any brilliant ones off the top of my head. There's some good ones. There's some some competent ones. But in terms of giving you though that, that, that confidence in pretty much everything they say or do um, is of that high quality then you've got to look outside the industry. You can pick up some good things out in, in this industry, but I think once we start looking within the industry, we've got the blinkers on, look outside. Like the majority of the stuff that I've implemented in our business didn't come from the real estate industry. I've looked at you know coaching and the expert space. We've looked at literally things like car sales. We've looked at all sorts of various industries to get us um, a lot better as a company. But 
The point is you've got to be continually learning. It's a 24-7 continuous development process if you want to be the best at what you want to do. You have to be obsessed with learning. You can't just pick it up and, and drop it as and when you've got a spare five minutes here and then. It needs to be planned into your diary. But once you do that, guys, I absolutely promise you and I guarantee you implement that into your business, it will massively improve your business. Not at first, you'll get little those incremental improvements. But as with everything, if you look where you are now compared to where you were, if you implement this on a daily basis, you will be amazed at how far you can come in such a short space of time. I think we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can achieve in five years. So don't be looking at a year and thinking, wow, I haven't got as much progress as I wanted. This isn't working. But definitely look after about 18 months, 20 months, two years. And I guarantee your business will be completely different because of that. The sixth thing is you've got to review everything. Every time you make a sale, if you have a, a masterclass, a boot camp, a sales call, a market appraisal, whatever you want to call it, whatever your process is, review it. So every time I do something called an online boot camp, so I do how to buy and sell businesses, training and development of staff, about to have another one on sales and marketing masterclass, I'll review everything. So I'll review my marketing. I'll review the actual masterclass or bootcamp itself. And I'll debrief myself and my team to say, well, we didn't do very well in this area. We kind of have we thought about this? Should we try that? And we always try something new. So if you have a, a sales call, you know yourself what went well. You know yourself what didn't go so well. If you connected with them or not. I've been doing a couple, just a couple of valuations to help out with the business, especially on, on our fine and country brand, which is our higher end. And we've done three. We've got, I did three. I've got two on. And guess which one I reviewed and sat and chewed and twisted about the most. It was the one I didn't get on. And the reason I didn't get it on, according to the, the seller, I'd undervalued his house. Two other agents come in and valued it higher than what I have. Now I've gone on my comparables. There's absolutely nothing to suggest. I'm talking 25% above what I valued at, like big, big money. I've gone back and there's absolutely nothing to suggest that I'd undervalued it in anything. I've probably erred a little bit higher than what I think it should be worth, but they've chosen to go with them. Although eight weeks later, it's still not on, on the portals. Um, but the point is I reviewed why I lost it because you learn nothing from your wins, but you learn everything from your losses. You know, if you've gone into a conversation and through a curveball question, Guess what? You review it and you think, right, that's in the back of my mind. I'm never going to get caught short with a question such as that ever again. In my case, they said my figures were off. I've gone back, I reviewed how I came up with my figures. And to be honest, I don't think I did. But I've got to take it on board. I can't take it personal. If it does go on at their price and it does sell, then I have got it wrong. And I need to acknowledge that and learn from that um, if I ever do evaluation ever again. And the seventh but the last thing, and we briefly touched on it, is you need to look outside the industry for all things sales, right? The Americans are very, very good at this. Now, it's not everybody's cup of tea because the Americans are a bit cheesy, a bit glam, a bit razzmatazz. They're in your face. Um, but there's a lot of the stuff that if you can take the principles behind it and the way the Americans do sell, and you can take that into a, a British market and you can sort of tone it down a little bit. So as you know, I do a lot of coaching for estate agents and letting agents, and I learn a lot from the Americans in terms of, you know, the funnels and the sales and marketings and stuff. And it's not for everybody, but the principles are very good. The principles of using video a lot more, 
It's what got me started on this podcast. It's what got me started on turning this podcast into my YouTube channel. It's those types of things that can really, really help you develop as an individual, grow your brand, grow the way that you're marketing yourself. And if you're marketing yourself very well, then the sales almost goes hand in hand with that. So a quick recap. You've got to understand that you're in sales, appreciate that, and know that there's never a day or never a moment where you're not trying to promote yourself, your brand, your services, your product. Implement role play. Use either your staff, a team member, um, uh, some sort of peer group. Um, practice public speaking. It's the best way to become better at communications very, very quickly. Know your product and service like the back of your hand. Know it inside out. Learn, learn, learn. Never stop learning. Review every sort of sales call and every, every interaction of sales or marketing that you've ever had. Find out what you did well, what you didn't do well, what you need to tweak, what you can improve. And look outside the industry to become better. Bring in the best parts of other industries and other countries. Um, pull it together and hopefully try and test and tweak it and, and implement it into your sales strategy. Do that and I absolutely guarantee you will have better results. You'll become more confident at it. And because you're more confident, it will give your client more confident that you know what you're talking about and you will become better as a result. So hope you've enjoyed this podcast or YouTube, depending on, on how you're watching or listening to it. Please don't forget the like and subscribe button, and I'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed.